Today on Bold Steps Weekend, we'll discover what true love looks like. If love is an important part of your marriage and your relationships and your family, and you don't have the right definition, then it will deeply affect your commitment to people in your life. Welcome to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. Mark is the president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. How would you define love? Is it something that happens to you, something that you don't have control over, or does love come and go? Well, our culture has some strange ways of describing it, and most are the opposite of what the Bible says. So Mark, today in our Gifted series, we're heading into the most well-known section of Scripture to explore what true love actually looks like. Yeah, and this Scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, is incredibly challenging and convicting. But it's the heart of really the message of Jesus. And um, I mentioned that gifts without love are like a mom pushing a stroller without a baby. I mean, we're missing the point. And sometimes we can have a lot of activity, and we've all fallen into this where we have a lot of activity. We want to work. We want to serve. But we, if we lose love, we lose the heart of really what Jesus has called us to do. So this is not a nice message. This is the message. All right. Well, we may be familiar with 1 Corinthians 13, but let's hear it anew as we listen to Mark's message now here on Bold Steps Weekend. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to the one of the most famous passages found in all of the New Testament. You'll hear these verses quoted oftentimes at marriage ceremonies. The verses in this chapter are probably heard more places than almost any other passage in Scripture. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, commonly known as the love chapter. When I start reading it, some of you will recognize the words immediately because you've heard them often. When I say the word love, I'm not sure what exactly goes through your mind. But if I were to ask 10 people in this congregation to define what love is, chances are that nine out of the 10 definitions would probably be wrong because we have been brainwashed by our society as to what love is, and what our society says love is, is very different than what the Bible says love is. For example, I was just thinking about a couple songs that I know that you hear on the radio, and three phrases I, I'll just pull out of these songs. One song says, I can't help falling in love with you. And we hear it, And the women in the congregation, aww. (laughs) But here's what I want to say. You see, if you fall in love, then you can also do what? Fall out of love. So here's the problem with falling in love. Falling in love makes it sound like you have no control over it, that it just happened to you, and you just were walking, and, oh, I fell into it, sorry, no control. It wasn't my choice. It just happened to me. Now, I know that that works well in Hollywood, but I've had conversations with a young girl that works at an office near a married man, and she tells me, we didn't plan it. 
I really didn't want to do it. I just fell in love with him. I mean, I know he's married and all, but it must be destiny because I just, you know, I just, we, I, I, I didn't want to. It just, I just fell in love with him. Really? You just fell in love. You're the victim of love. And it's almost like I should take no responsibility for it because I, it wasn't my fault. Love, Cupid, shot me. And then I sit across the table with a married couple that has their arms crossed and are sitting in my office facing away from one another. And I'll say, what's the problem? And the man will say to me, Pastor, it's just that we fell out of love. So I don't have anything against her, but I don't love her anymore. So I need to move on. I need to be happy. I need to fulfill my life because we just don't love anymore. It's no one's fault. We just fell out of love. And so since we fell out of love, we just both need to move on. Do you see who the bad guy is in all these stories? We see love sounds like it's something that hits us that we have no control over. That's not our choice that we fall in love and we fall out of love. Uh, I, I see that in the culture that we live in. Here's another phrase out of a song that I heard recently. You've lost that loving feeling. <laughs> well, hold on a second. Feeling? So if we were to describe love, many people would describe love as a feeling. In other words, it's something that you feel, and it's something that you lose. It's something that comes and something that goes. It's a feeling. But if you look at scripture, you'll never find love in the context of feeling. See, here's the problem with feeling. That if love is a feeling, it's very unpredictable and undependable because feelings come and go. They're up and they're down. They're here sometimes and they're gone the next times. You have little control of your feelings. And if you've been married for some time, you know that, that there's sometimes maybe you can look over at your wife and think, man, I love this woman so much. Goosebumps up your back. This woman is the one I wanted to marry. And then there's other days. <laughs> The feelings just ain't there. But are you still loving her? And here's another phrase in the song. The last one I'll give you is, well, one song says this, I love you, please tell me your name. I saw you on a train. I looked at you a little bit. That train ride was going, and I fell in love with you. Honey, I love you. Tell me your name. Now, I have a few other words for love in there. I lust for you. I'm infatuated with you. But you don't fall in love on a train ride. You don't love that person on a train ride. You may want that person, lust after that person, like the way the person looks, but you don't fall in love on a train ride. And here's what I want you to understand. When you have the wrong definition of love, and if love is an important part of your marriage and your relationships and your family, and you don't have the right definition, then it will deeply affect your commitment to people in your life. So we need to redefine love from God's perspective. And this chapter, like no other chapter in the Bible, talks about 
what it means to love. Now, it's sandwiched, it's sandwiched between chapter 12 and chapter 14. And chapter 12 talks about our unique gifting. And chapter 14 talks about our gifting and how they are to be used. But in essence, what the Apostle Paul says to these believers is no matter how gifted you are and how talented you are and what you do, if you lack the ingredient of love, then whatever you do doesn't really matter much. Because without love, all that you do really amounts to very little. So I want you to take your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm going to read verses 1 through verse 3 to begin with. The Apostle Paul says, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but I do not have love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and I have all faith, so as to move mountains, but have not love, I'm nothing. And if I give all that I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Word of the Lord. So I want to give you three concepts that I think you really need to understand as you grasp this whole thing of serving and using your gifts and what love has to do with it. Number one, if you're taking notes, jot this down. Gifting without love is meaningless. Notice what the Apostle Paul says. He says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels. You know, some people were arguing that the gift of tongues was a powerful gift and someone could speak in multiple languages, spiritually speaking, and even speak in the tongues of angels, whatever angels sound like. And you could say, wow, now that's pretty amazing that they're so gifted that they can speak in the tongues, multiple tongues in many languages, and also speak in the language of the heavenlies, the language that the angels speak. That person must really be special. Wow, that's an incredible gift. God must love them. They must be important. And the Apostle Paul says, even if I could speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but I have no love, what I really am, I'm like a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. In other words, I make a lot of noise, but it doesn't really matter much. And then he says, what if I had prophetic powers? A prophecy is the ability to predict the future, but it's also the ability to speak for God in the present. What if I had prophetic power so that I could tell what's happening in a year from now or two years from now and was able to tell people into the future, prediction into the future, wow, we would think that person is special. They have a God connection. And let's say that not only did that person have prophetic powers, but it says, and was able to understand mysteries and knowledge. And this person not only was able to predict the future, but had insight into the mysteries of the world and how the universe functions, and philosophy, and deep things of the Bible that most people cannot understand, but they had extra knowledge to understand all these things very profoundly, explain the universe and the things of God that most people cannot understand. And not only that, but what if this person had so much faith that they were able to say to the mountain, mountain be moved, and that mountain would move. You would say, wow, that would be an important person. 
if that person could pray and the supernatural happen, if that person had knowledge so that they would confound the wisest of the world, and if they could predict the future, we'd say, wow, that person is really important. That person is really special. That person must be super important in the design of God, in God's plan. But the Apostles Paul says, even if you find a person like that, and if I had all those abilities, but I don't have love, look at what it says. I am what? Nothing. Seriously? You say, okay, well, set aside the gifts. What if someone were to really sacrifice for other people? And the Apostle Paul says, and if I gave away all that I had, if you came today and say, you know what, I've been so touched of God that I'm going to sacrifice all that I have. I, I, I'm so moved by God that I'm going to go out and I'm going to sell my house and sell my car, empty my bank account. I'm going to sell everything but the clothes that I have. I'm going to give half of it to the Salvation Army, half of it to Pacific Garden Mission. I'm going to go to, 50, uh, to I-55 in Pulaski, and I'm going to surprise that young kid with a cardboard sign that says, I need a home, and I'm going to give him $10,000. Watch what he's going to say. And I'm just going to give everything away, and I'm going to sell it all for Jesus. And not only that, once it's all sold... I'm going to buy a plane ticket because I kept a little for myself and buy a plane ticket and I'm going to fly to one of the countries that hates Christians the most. I'm going to fly to North Korea where it's illegal to preach and I'm going to preach the gospel there and then, and then they take me and, and I've sold everything and they execute me. Wow, now that should be able to gain me points in heaven. I would be considered almost a saint. I should be super important, right? Well, the Apostle Paul says, if I do all that and have no love, I gain nothing. Are you getting the point now? Then no matter what you do, or how well you do it, or how much you do for God, if you have no love, it means nothing. So this thing that we call love is super important to God. You're listening to Mark Job here on Bold Steps Weekend. We'll return to the message in just a moment. If you're enjoying today's program, and if you'd like to share it with a friend, go to boldstepsweekend.org. There you can listen to past broadcasts, you can send us a message, and find other ways to hear even more Bold Steps lesson from our Bible teacher, Mark Job. In fact, if you enjoy listening to these teachings while you're out hiking or biking or simply running errands, we encourage you to subscribe to the Bold Steps podcast on your phone or mobile device. Just go to your favorite podcast app, search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job, and make sure you tap the subscribe button. And for an even quicker way to hear Mark's teaching, check out our brand new Bold Steps Minute, where you can receive a nugget of wisdom from the Bible in 60 seconds. To start listening today, just visit boldstepsminute.org. Well, as we've been talking about today, we all have a part to play in the church and the world. So let's return to today's message. Mark Job has titled it, Gifted to Love. Here's the conclusion on today's Bold Steps Weekend. I was thinking about it a little bit and I was thinking that, well, it's kind of like 
if you were walking down Michigan Avenue and you see a mother with a stroller and you admire the stroller and say, wow, that is a nice stroller. I mean, you know, strollers are pretty expensive these days. Some of them can be very expensive. And they're fancy. They do all kinds of things that in my day strollers didn't do. I mean, they're adjustable, the cart, the little sunroof. I mean, there's some pretty cool strollers that you could put a lot of money on, designer strollers. And you see this designer stroller with this mother just walking down Michigan Avenue, and you think, wow, that must be one special baby. I want to take a peek at that special baby that goes in that stroller because that is a designer stroller. I've never seen a stroller that cool, that modern, that exceptional. And so you go to the stroller, and there's a blanket there, and you say, I can't see the face of the baby. So you, you, you look at the mother and say, can I see the face? You move the blanket around and you realize there's no baby. Pat around a little bit. You say, the baby's gone. She says, oh yeah, there's no baby. I'm just walking the stroller. <laughs> I know you think, cuckoo, cuckoo. Because you would think to yourself, that's crazy. Why would you be walking a stroller with no baby? Because without a baby, it makes no sense to have a stroller. It's meaningless. It's useless. So it is the church that has gifts and does action but has no love. It's the stroller without the baby. Whatever we do that has no, that doesn't have the baby in it, it's useless. Whatever we do as a church and as individuals that is not accompanied by caring for God and caring for others, it may look nice, it may be modern, other people may admire it, but in the end, it's worth nothing to have a stroller without a baby and a church without love. Jesus said, by the way, when he was talking to his disciples, actually someone came to him and asked him, Jesus, what is the most important of the commandments? And in Mark chapter 12, verse 30 through 31, Jesus looked at the person that asked him and he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the two most important commands in the Bible. All the other commands are summarizing that you love God above all things and love your neighbor as yourself. If you do a lot of things but have no love for God and no love for your neighbor, then you've missed the point of the Bible. In fact, Jesus said in John chapter 13, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. What's a disciple? It's a follower. By this will all men know that you are followers of Jesus if you have love one towards another. So, the first thing I want you to understand is that, and that Paul explains, is that you have, if you have gifts but don't have love, they're meaningless. Now, it doesn't mean you shouldn't have a gift and shouldn't use a gift. It's just if you have a gift and have love, it's not gifts versus love. It's gifts plus love that make a huge impact. So not only are gifts without love meaningless, but the second point is love without meaning is worthless. Love without meaning is worthless. He goes on to tell us in verse four, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It doesn't rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. 
So the second thing we need to understand is not only if we have gifts that don't have love, it doesn't matter much. The second thing we need to understand is that we need to understand what love truly is. Love is not a feeling, as I said before. If love were a feeling, then we would all be in trouble. I'm so glad that God doesn't wake up one day and say, I just don't feel like loving you. I'm glad that love is more than a feeling. In fact, do you realize that if we were to run our life on feelings like we run love, that we would all be a mess? Imagine you wake up one day and um, you call into work and you just decide not to show up. And the boss gets on the phone and says, are you sick? No. Is your car broken down? No. Well, why aren't you coming into work? Well, you know, I just, you know, I just, today, I just didn't feel like it. You know, I know you're supposed to be into your job and you want to do it with your husband. Well, today I woke up and thought, I'm not in my job today. So I just decided I'm not going to show up. Oh, really? Well, when will you be back? Well, I don't know. If the feeling comes back, maybe next week, but it may take longer. I don't know. It may take three weeks for the feeling to come back. But when the feeling comes back, I'll be at work again. You better believe it. When I feel like it. Well, you know how long you'll last at that job. You'd be fired because your boss would feel like it. <laughs> we don't run our business that way. Now we say, Pastor, that's ludicrous. That person is irresponsible. That person is immature. But yet we accept it when it comes to our marriage, our walk with God, and our relationship with other people. I just don't feel like I love them today. So since I don't feel like it, it means I don't really have to be committed to them because I don't feel like it. Just because you don't feel the love of God doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. You may be here today and not feel the love of God. I want to tell you, it doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't change reality. The reality is God loves you whether you feel like you, he loves you or not. The reality is God, God has a plan for you whether you feel like it or not because God doesn't depend on feeling. It's much more than feeling. Love is a commitment. It's a choice. And now the Apostle Paul describes what love is. Notice he says, love is patient, love is kind. How many would rather it be a feeling? <laughs> patient and kind, really? What about like goosebumps and ooey gooey feeling in the heart? God doesn't say I love you just when you're doing good. God has loved you in the worst of your time. This is Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, And if you'd like to learn more about Mark or the ministry of Bold Steps Weekend, do that online at boldstepsweekend.org. Now, if you have a smartphone, another quick way to access Bold Steps Weekend is by downloading the Moody Radio app. You know, many of us are blessed to have friends that really stick with us through thick and thin, and they support us and love us. That's a great picture of what a bold partner is, someone who sticks with us each month and financially supports us with a gift of any amount. When you partner with us, you get the blessing of knowing that you're encouraging not just the team at Bold Steps Weekend, but your fellow listeners as well. 
And we've made signing up simple and easy by going to boldstepsweekend.org. Or let us know you want to become a bold partner by calling 866-535-5580. One of the benefits for signing up and giving a monthly gift of $30 or more is that we'll give you a 50% discount on the entire line of books, DVDs, and Bible studies from Moody Publishers. So don't delay. Become a bold partner right now. And when you give a gift of any amount, we'll say thanks by sending your latest bold action gift. Here's Mark to tell us more about that. You know, it's easy to get consumed with our own little worlds fixating on the day-to-day task of our careers and home life. But as Christians, we need to keep in mind the bigger picture of what God is up to in our world. And all across the globe, God is on the move, using faithful believers in multiple nations to accomplish His kingdom work. As fellow believers, we can support and pray for these Christians who are taking the gospel into new territories and listen, facing immense persecution for their faith. To help you get a better view of God's global mission and the incredible work that he's doing in places like China, the Middle East, and Africa, I want to send you a book called When Faith is Forbidden. This powerful resource will take you on a 40-day journey of encouragement and real-world inspiration by introducing you to Christians who are truly putting it all on the line for Christ. Request this bold action gift today when you give a gift of any amount to support the ministry of Bold Steps. You can send your donation by mail. Address your envelope to Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Well, that's all the time we have, so thanks for joining us now. But be sure to tune in again next weekend as we continue our series called Gifted. We'll see you next time for Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.